It's all the files of the whole park. It tells you everything. Sir, he's uploading the virus. Eagle One, the package is being delivered. Did you know you could make money watching Netflix trailers on your phone? Did you know that people have earned thousands of dollars a month programming hundreds of phones to watch Netflix trailers, video game trailers, celebrity gossip shows, and sports? But no one is really watching. Well, in 2019, this is what's called phone farming. Just imagine rows and rows of phones clicking and scrolling through social media or other apps to simulate the engagement of a real human all the while making money for their human overlords. Motherboard's Joseph Cox dove into this world by making his own mini phone farm. He's going to tell us the inside story on how this bizarre phenomenon actually works. I'm Ben Maku, and this is Cyber. So Joseph, let's talk about this, because I it kind of sounds absurd to me. People are using multiple phones, creating phone farms, to get paid to watch Netflix trailers, essentially. Yeah, so you you would always see these phone farms in China go viral where there's these racks and racks of cheap Android phones and people clicking through them, and that's for stuff like manipulating Facebook or boosting the reviews of an app. From Instagram accounts with thousands of likes and followers to Facebook posts that go viral overnight. Ever wonder if it's actually legit and what could be behind those crazy spikes? Enter the world of click farms. But here in America, there are people who will buy dozens or hundreds of phones and then they will get paid to watch Netflix trailers, um, a video game trailer, a celebrity gossip show, whatever it is. And they will sort of cheat the system. And instead of just getting paid, you know, by one company for one person to watch it, they'll game it and bring in as much revenue as possible. It's sort of a a gray area. It is arguably fraud. It does violate uh, terms of service of some of the apps. Um, But it does just show that phone farming is also a thing in the States as well. So people literally set up these multiple phones and these phones are just like repeatedly watching these trailers, these videos, and just racking up views, which then creates actual capital? (laughs) Yeah, so probably the best way to go about it is to explain the app first. So usually, if you're on a website and there's an advert, someone, presumably the company, has paid for that advert to be there because they want to, you know, I want to put my product in front of somebody who goes to a sports website to look at my trainer or something like that. There is another way of marketing called incentivized traffic, which is that we're going to tell people, if you watch this advert, we will reward you in some way. Now, that might be through, you know, some sort of digital point, And if they get enough, they could exchange that for a gift card or a free item or something like that. And in some cases, you can even do it for cash as well, uh, if you do it enough. So there's a legitimate reason to do that. Maybe you're, you're staying at home for a while, maybe you're in between jobs, and you want to get some sort of... Um, passive or small income, you may use one of these apps. It changes when people are buying dozens or hundreds of phones because clearly nobody's actually watching the Netflix trailers or actually digesting the adverts because it's just one person with hundreds of screens. Um, And that's sort of where the dodgier stuff comes in, yeah. But there is a legitimate part of this marketing strategy, but then clearly it gets abused as well. And then that's where the phone farms come in. So it's basically just a, a bunch of zombie phones that are just 
eating up this traffic. The ideal situation for these phone farmers is that they will download the app, they will set it up, and there will need to be minimal interaction. And sometimes that can be the case. Um, but in others, they will have to automate it. They'll have to download special software that would then simulate a click on the phone or something. Because the app will say, hey, are you actually there? Because, of course, some of the app developers, they don't want to be part of fraud either. They're trying to do a legitimate business. Um, so then the phone farmers will download an app, one called um, FREP, which uh, will replay the finger strokes on the phone so it looks like a human is still interacting with the device. And that's where you get to the real sort of sketchy stuff that some phone farmers want to stay away from, uh, but others fully embrace it and just go full gray, basically. So you actually made this a mini farm to test this theory out. Yeah, so most people I spoke to in the States who have a phone farm, they'll have between, I don't know, 20 to 50, maybe over 100 phones. Just to see how this ecosystem and the supply chain worked, I just bought four cheap Android phones off eBay. They were $24.99, some ZTE phones. You could get them much cheaper for $10. I was just in a rush. Um, They were used. The packaging was a little bit busted, but they worked fine. And I set them up with an app called Perk TV, which, uh, as we mentioned, does allow you to watch these Netflix trailers. And I focus on Netflix just because it's an easy thing to show that I'm pretty sure this company isn't going to be too happy that people aren't actually digesting their trailers. We never heard back from Netflix. We don't actually know how they feel about it. But essentially, I made some money from my phones just churning through those trailers. It wasn't much money. Uh, I think in all, we probably would have made $1 <laughs> approximately over just a week period with four phones. But again, if you're racking that up to 50 or 100 phones, you can generate um, more money as well. But you do have to put in the work. You do sometimes have to tap, yes, I'm still here. It depends how far you take it. But there's people that have made thousands of dollars a month off this. Yeah, in 2017, that was apparently a pretty high point, and then also the years before that as well. Every month, excluding the winter months, I was able to make over $1,000 a month from... And I got close to $2,000 a month in 2017 for the whole year, but I never quite made over two grand a month. One person I spoke to said they were making $1,800 a month uh, with quite a few phones, I believe they have between 50 and 100, but with minimal interaction and just that passive income. And that's not something to, you know, shrug off. That's a lot of money to come in from just doing a setup charge. It has, however, more recently gone downhill. Apparently, especially last year in 2018, uh, it appears ad networks cracked down. It's not exactly clear, you know, sort of a chicken and egg problem, you know, what came first, but irrespective, the revenue did go down and these apps weren't making as much money and the phone farmers ultimately weren't getting um, the same revenue in. And some will make something like $10 a day now, whereas before, you know, they were making a lot more. This all kind of reminds me very much so of the, you know, the countless stories that came out, I think, in sometime between 2016, 2017, where you had these Bitcoin farms around the world in China, in Iceland... Ancient Iceland is now the home to an extremely modern endeavor, mining for bitcoins. Where they just sort of industrialized this this online digital economy, and it was just a bunch of machines kind of mindlessly at work, and you had this human overlord making money. Yeah, definitely. It does have some resonance with that, and I should say there is a large 
community of YouTubers and other commentators around this, and they definitely do also intersect sort of with the cryptocurrency community. Some will be mining Bitcoin, albeit on a much smaller scale than, as you say, maybe the Chinese Bitcoin farms or something. Again, you know, the phone farms here will be on a smaller scale. They'll be larger in China. They are similar. Others will mine alt currencies as well. Um, And just generally, there is this sort of vibe of get rich quick. And some people do that effectively, but I also imagine it can pull some people in who maybe don't put that much thought into it and maybe just buy a load of phones and then are very disappointed when they're only making, you know, one or two dollars or something. It requires a lot more thought um, and sort of tactical approach than you may think. And these phones, I mean, they're obviously not buying, you know, ready-to-use brand new phones off the rack where, where are they getting them yeah so ebay is a good one or uh i think the company is called track phone i can't quite remember but they make very cheap android devices they get them there as well um just online maybe amazon but it doesn't matter if the phone is used in fact the one i bought apparently i couldn't even register it because it was so old that it wouldn't work on the current 4g network so don't know whether that's actually true or not but at least that's what the person on ebay said and that was the reason he was selling them so as long as you have a wi-fi connection and you can run these devices through that it's absolutely fine of course some apps are going to detect that you are running you know, 5, 10, 50 phones all from the same uh, wireless router and then the same IP address, so you may get blocked. We didn't have that because it was only four phones, um, but you do have to go about it um, somewhat tactically as well, yeah. Well, one thing I'm thinking is that these companies that are actually paying for these services where they're actually advertising their mm. their shows, mm-hmm. their celebrity <laughs> gossip shows, mm-hmm. their sports, mm-hmm. they can't be happy about this. Right. So, yeah, as mentioned, we didn't hear back from Netflix, but we can kind of use the advertising or the ad networks approach as a sort of proxy for what that is. Because, as you say, these companies aren't going to be happy that their adverts or their trailers are kind of falling in this attentionless pit where nobody's actually paying attention to them. So one person I spoke to on their website, which just discusses phone farming, an ad network actually pulled out. And says we're not going to um, we're not going to put adverts on your website anymore. Uh, they believe because of, or rather, the phone farmer believes because they were discussing phone farming. So there is obviously a taboo and a prejudice uh, and sort of this aura around this industry that people don't really want to be involved with, and it's understandable. You don't want to, as an end user client like Netflix or whoever, you don't want to be paying ad networks for um, distributing these trailers and then no one to even watch them. There's simply no point. Well, no, exactly. I mean, it kind of defeats the entire purpose of it. Right. But what I do find interesting about this as well is that, you know, you had some sort of hacker-type kid or person who saw these trailers and, and saw the potential for them to create a bunch of phones just watching this and making money. I mean, there's something to be said about even just that, like that perspective yeah. that we're now in. Yeah, totally. Because as I mentioned, there is this legitimate way that you like, well, I'm going to trade my attention for money and I'll get a little bit of cash but clearly people thought along the way that well why don't I just pretend I'm a hundred people and I can get a hundred people's money and that's essentially what they're doing how much power does this take because to me I, I was thinking about this like I mean if you hook up a thousand phones or let's say 150 phones 
that's a lot of power. Yeah, I mean, when people mine Bitcoin or Ethereum or really any other cryptocurrency, they're going to have to factor in the electricity cost because running a rig is going to, you know, consume so much energy. The American phone farmers I spoke to here, I did bring that up, but they didn't seem overly concerned about it. And I don't know whether that's because maybe they just haven't paid that much attention to it and they haven't factored it in. Maybe it's, you know, a bit of naivety or ignorance around it or whether it actually doesn't consume all that much electricity. I mean, we only did it with four phones, so it's hard to say, but Android devices are going to take up a lot less electricity, very generally speaking, than, you know, a big Bitcoin mining rig. So, yeah, if you have enough phones, it would take up a lot of electricity, but at least the people I spoke to weren't overly concerned about it. But that may be just because they're not operating on the same scale as, you know, a massive farm in China or Thailand or something. This story, I think, just thinking about it, it's it's really about what the digital economy has done to the human race, that this is the way that we're finding finding to make money. I mean, this is how we're how people are actually, I mean, $1,800 a month, that's a living. Mm. And it's a living making digital, you know, machines, our slaves, mm-hmm. mimicking being humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's, there's always going to be people finding a way to hustle, to scam around something. And the, the reason I was attracted to phone farms in the, in the first place, be those the larger ones in China or even the smaller ones in America is that it provides almost a physical space, an artifact of fraud and deception on the internet. I mean, you may talk about fraud and, oh, do we really know if this is a human or not, and social media manipulation and fake likes or whatever, but here is the physical space it's taking up in the actual world which um, dictates that, and that's what drew me to it. Well, I look forward to the next weird-ass thing you bring to the table for us to discuss. (laughs) Thank you. You sketchy, sketchy man. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks. Today's episode was recorded and edited by Andrew Bursick. I hosted it, and I produced it. You'll hear from us next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.